Welcome to the Church of Mavis Radio Show. It's Friday night, 7 p.m. Central. Central. We got Michael Aliotsi here with us tonight, and uh, let's see, uh, Dark DarkInkBooks.com. It's great to have you here. We got Wham with us. Jay will be here later. And uh, first off, Michael, where are you at right now? You said Spooky, Florida. Uh, spooky, Spooky. Where is it there? Spooky Empire um, down in Florida, which is one of the biggest horror conventions. And it's awesome. It's really, really fun. It's massive. It just goes on forever and stuff. And tons of stars are here. It's a fun time. Very cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess tell us a little bit about the publishing company yeah. and and. Uh, darkinkbooks.com everybody if you want to go there and look but give us a little background on that uh so i i own and run dark ink books which is a a horror publisher uh, and we do tons of horror celebrity and film related books we have uh kane hotters who played jason in the friday 13th movie we have uh, movies like four of them um we have his book we have gunner hansen uh his official book from the making of texas chainsaw massacre uh, we have William Butler, who did a ton of books. We have Steve Johnson's books, Shannon Shea, um, Eileen Dietz. We have tons and tons of horror books. We have The, the Making of Friday 13th, um, that book, and tons of horror fiction, a lot of short story collections and anthologies, um, and a lot of horror stuff. And so it's a, we're a big publisher, and we have books sold in, I think, 160, 70 countries, and sold movie and television rights and do all kinds of uh, fun things. Very cool. So tell us about the uh, the Kane Hodder book. How did that uh, go about getting that hooked up? And the book's excellent, by the way. Thank and you. he is one tough dude. Like you just feel yeah. the toughness from the chapters yeah, of the yeah, book. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, tell us a little yeah. about that. Uh, so I was just writing at the time. Um, I was just a regular writer and had a couple books out. And I took a break one day and I was watching a horror movie and it was Ed Gein, The Butcher of Plainfield. And Kane's in it as the main star. And there's a scene where he has his shirt off and you can see all his burn scars. And so I was like, I want to read his biography. And so I looked it up and he didn't have one. And so I wrote a proposal and I found contact online. I sent it to him thinking nothing will come of it. Then all of a sudden one day my phone rings from a block number and I'm like, hello. And he's like, Mike, this is Kane Hodder. And I'm like, thinking it was a joke. I'm like, yeah, okay. Uh, forgetting I emailed him and it was him and he wanted to talk because he liked my proposal. And he had a bunch of offers from uh, big publishers and different people and stuff, but the, he was worried that they were going to really um, uh, kind of mute his voice and kind of take away a lot of stuff. Because a lot of the big publishers, they want to kind of focus on, you know, what's, what can get headlines with celebrity scandals and drama and stuff. And so he was worried about that. And so I told him, he said, we're only going to put out a book unless you're a thousand percent happy with it. We won't put out anything unless you love it. And so he decided to go with me and wrote his book and since then we've been like best friends and 13 years now later now we're still you know hanging out doing conventions we just did the last three weeks in a row doing appearances together um but his biography is very powerful uh because he suffered third degree burns over most of his body uh he almost died he spent six months in the hospital uh recovering the doctors basically said he wouldn't even be able to like lift his arm or anything and he went on to become a legendary stunt guy and um you know and a legendary horror star um, and overcome all that. And so it was kind of very powerful uh, to the point where we've actually had over 20 people in the last decade who've actually come to us and said that the book saved their lives, which is, you know, something that neither of us ever set out to do or expected, but uh, it's pretty darn uh, powerful and amazing that that happened. And uh, Adam Green wrote the intro. That's really cool. Didn't he it? Did. Yeah. Kane, he, ha- yeah. Uh, Kane, Adam, and I had dinner last night. Yeah. 
Cool, cool, cool. Kane played Hatchet, right? That's yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's Victor Crowley in the Hatchet movies. Those are great. Those are a hoot for sure. Yep. So was that Friday the 13th? What right. was it? The New Blood? Was that the first movie that Kane ever did? Did he have some acting stuff before that? Was that the first? Oh, yeah. Like... Yeah, so, so Part 7 was his first Jason movie. Uh, but before that, he's he already had, I think, almost 100 film credits already. Oh, um, okay. As a stunt guy. He, I mean, he was in everything from back in the 70s. He did Dukes of Hazard and Wonder Woman um, <clears throat> to tons of different TV shows. He was actually the stunt coordinator on... I want to say days of our lives for like 10 years. Um, he did tons and tons of television, tons of movies doing stunts and everything. Um, but that was his first kind of like starring role outside of stunts and stuff. And that was like the turning point where he started becoming an actor and stuff as well. Very cool. And what can we, what can you tell me about some of the things he went through? I mean, there was like accidents or something like things that really hurt him. I know we mentioned a little bit, but it seems like there's a lot of incidents like that. Right. <clears throat> well, the burn, the burn is the biggest thing. Um, you know, he spent six months in the hospital. Um, can all kinds of horrific things happen to where uh, he actually was on no painkillers at all um, because his father actually went to the doctor and said, um, I don't want my son getting addicted to painkillers. And so he was in the hospital with third degree burns um, to where they would actually have to do a thing called debriding where they would scrape. Yeah. The, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. And yeah. so he would have that done and they'd actually brought mm -hmm. him into the basement because he'd be, he would scream so much. Um, because he was on no painkillers. And so they would scrape his skin every day. And uh, I mean, just horrific, horrific uh, story of all this, the, the, you know, the pain that went through that and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a, I had a good friend who did that debrating. That was what he yeah. did. Yeah. He worked awful. in a burn awful. unit and, and the, the people who do that, they are a certain kind of person that, cause yeah. they have to do this and they know that they're, causing people incredible pain but if they yeah. don't do that the skin doesn't heal right yeah and yeah it's a, uh, i couldn't imagine yeah it's like oh yeah. i couldn't horrible. even stand to listen to him talk about it, it yeah was, yeah it's hard yeah and then to do it with him with, with no painkillers at all yeah, yeah exactly yeah terrifying. they usually give you give you like morphine or something yeah they do exactly. something you know what do we know about his childhood and stuff? And was that a rough upbringing? And I read uh, Billy Bob Thornton's book. I think it's called Cave of Ghosts. And he was just talking about when he was a kid, all he had was rocks as toys. <laughs> and uh, I remember bugs doing weird stuff, like something was trying to make me Vlad the Impaler, like torture dungeons for bugs. But let's not get into that. But anyway, what, what do we know about his childhood and stuff? Uh, so he had a very uh, regular, happy kind of childhood. However, he grew up... Um, in a tiny, tiny island called Kwajalein, uh, which is only, I believe it's a mile long and like a half mile wide um, in the South Pacific. And so he kind of grew up there for most of his life. And so that's kind of very different childhood and stuff. And then he lived in American Samoa for a while um, before he came back to America and stuff. But, but normal outside of living in a, a tiny island. Yeah. And a lot of, you know, uh, these people that actors that play the horror icons, they don't, uh talk i mean he jason doesn't talk any in in, in those mm -hmm. movies and then hatchet i don't think he talks he maybe does weird grunts, yeah yeah mutant stuff yeah. and then terrifier david's on my uh facebook yeah. and stops by sometimes but his same thing but there's this presence and that's what kane hotter despite them not talking there's still like something like yeah. there you know even yeah. there's a even when there's a mask Yep. You know? Yeah, I mean, you know, most people, Kane is their favorite Jason because he had that, you know, that presence and stuff that he feels different and looks different than than other people who played him and stuff. And 
which is exciting. And those Terrifier movies, man, those are, I love those movies, but the, some of the gore in there, that's like hard to get through sometimes. It's like, do I need to watch that again? I probably <laughs> exactly. will. But, yeah, but we yeah. actually, uh, Kay and I had dinner with David uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, oh, I was great, with him last week great, too. great. Yeah. yeah, David's great. He's a trip. Yeah, he's really nice. I've seen his Joker. I wish he could do something with that sometime. I don't like even if it's animated voice, but he does a good Joker. That's yeah. really good. But uh, so uh, what? What? What did he share in the book about his Friday the Thirteenth experience? What's some of the stuff we can get into about him playing Jason? Uh, I mean, just a lot of kind of behind the scenes stories and normal stuff. And there's some jokes in there about how he, you know, uh, pranked a cop one night and scared the crap out of a cop, and you know, and almost he almost got killed when the in part seven where the roof came down it was actually too heavy and actually crushed him for real you know kind of like behind the scenes stuff like that very cool mm-hmm. and uh is there anything else from the book you'd like to share before we move on anything that stands out that you uh no it's just you know it's a powerful book with a lot of uh kind of fanboy stuff in it which you know people still love you know 13 years later you know people are still buying dozens and dozens of copies of every convention i go to which is pretty awesome it's definitely great. And for everybody that's unmasked the true life story of the world's most prolific cinematic killer. Uh, and that's, uh, you can get it on Amazon. And of course there's dark ink books. Mm-hmm. So tell us about the, the leather Facebook and the Arthur <coughs> and, uh, just whatever you can tell us about that. That's great as well. Yeah. So, um, chainsaw confidential is Gunnar Hansen who played Leatherface in the first, uh, Texas chainsaw master movie. It's his first-hand account of um, making the movies. Basically, it's like the definitive look at how the entire movie was made from start to finish <clears throat> with some biographical, um, you know, his life in there. And um, so it was originally published by a different publisher a long time ago. Um, Gunnar and I talked for quite a bit about doing the book. At the time, we were just starting our company, so he wanted to go with someone bigger. Um, but the book has been out of print for about well, almost 10 years and so after he passed away, um, I contacted um, his uh, his estate, and they trusted us to put it back out. And so we gave it a new cover, and we just got it back out there a couple months ago, uh, and it's doing real well again. And and for me, it, it's something that's really um, I have a lot of pride in because you know being able to get a horror legends book back out there in print so everybody can can have it and kind of make it you know make sure it's a part of our of you know horror's legacy and it's available for everybody is really kind of cool especially knowing gunner and stuff was you know it's a big honor for me to be able to get the book back out there for everybody i was just talking to a friend of mine uh andy colvin he worked on behind the scenes some with that uh texas chainsaw massacre too and he had some mm-hmm. like weird old pictures from it that i was talking about that today yep. well uh and that's gunner hansen right that's the actor's name <clears throat> gunner, gunner was in the first one. Second one was bob elmore and he's actually here today uh down in florida yeah but savini did all the effects on part two uh and i did his book as well that's awesome yeah. you got so many great titles uh, a lot yeah. of uh legends for sure yeah well, what, what can you tell us some some of the stuff in the i know there's a lot so but uh in the texas chainsaw book i mean what are some of the things you get into like the actor's life <laughs> the kane hotter book i mean and who's the author of that again uh gunner wrote it himself yeah. okay okay yeah he wrote that 100 himself which is awesome uh, so it's his first count of story, first hand account of everything that happened and, you know, how they filmed the whole thing and stuff like that. So, yeah, those are all his stories and you know, the behind the scenes, which is really, really exciting. It's always interesting. I, uh, I guess Toby Hooper 
I said that right, right? It's Tobe, Tobe Hooper, right? Not Toby. Yeah, it's Toby. Yeah, Toby. I always thought it was Tobe too, but yeah, yeah it's Toby. Yeah, I'm bad at messing up names, but not on purpose. But, but uh, I know uh, the whole story of Ed Gein. Is just so gruesome. Like I have the true crime book here, and it's just like I read the Dahmer one a long time ago and could never read another one. But I so I never got to the Gein one. But I always want to read it. But it's just so crazy and how they branched off with Psycho. Like I just saw Psycho two uh, again yesterday after I saw Tarantino talking about it. That was a hoot for sure. <laughs> that yep. was a good one. But it's just interesting. Uh, with everything, how they get into everything, you know, and, uh, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like the true crime story and how it turned into that. Yeah. It's funny. Cause there's so many movies that say based on a true story, but they're all based on Ed Gaines. So it's like the percentage of the true story is about like 2% of the true story, you know, like, like psycho is based off of it. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Silence of the Lambs, all of them are based off of Ed Gein when, when Ed, he killed only two people, which not only, but, you know, he only killed two people. He was more of a grave robber and he would steal the graves and, you know, peel skin and make things out of the skin. And so, you know, all of the those movies and stuff kind of just took a very, very loose, you know, version of that of basically taking the skin to do something with the skin, you know, uh, you know, so but it's kind of cheating saying based on a true story when, you know, because. Back when Texas Chainsaw came out, you know, there were so many people thinking there was actually a massacre, you know, with chainsaws and in Texas, when in reality, it was just a, an old dude in, you know, I forgot it was Iowa or something, where he was just peeling skin off and making, you know, lampshades. Yeah. yeah. Is that, that Kane Hodder movie about him probably the most accurate as far as movies go? You no. Think? No, that, that one's kind you of know? just like a, like a slasher version <laughs> of it. Is there one that's accurate? Yeah. I don't think there is. Oh, yeah, is I don't there? think there is. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> That's I, I I know I've seen pictures of him. He's a creepy looking dude. Yeah. Like just <laughs> yeah. definitely He's scary. Like, hey. That was the ghost book under this label that you did, or was that a uh, different? No, ghost, uh, a life of ghosts, which is here. I actually have it. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. A life with ghosts is Simon and Schuster, and it's actually oh. uh, a national bestseller right now. So that, which is very, very cool. Very yep. cool. That's very. That's mostly what we do here. I've just been horroring out for October. We do a lot of yep. paranormal and UFO and crazy stuff awesome. like that. Yep. Uh, so, what are some other books that you'd <clears> like <throat> to mention that are maybe are coming out or in process or whatever you can talk yeah, about? I mean, I have. I think I have. 14 books that are out published. I do a lot of, or they're my books. Um, I do a lot of short story collections, which are horror short stories. Um, I have Tales from Mortician, which is like 20 short stories. Uh, Skeletons in the Attic, which is 15 short stories. And then Do Not Open, which came out this year. Uh, and it's a cl another collection of 15 horror short stories. Um, and then I have Kane's book, Savini's book, which I worked on with him. Uh, but the one I've been doing all year promoting is, is A Life with Ghosts, which is Steve from Ghost Hunters, um, his first ever book about his favorite haunted locations uh, and kind of his thoughts and, and look at paranormal and all that. Well, uh, did you go on any cases with it or anything like that or get that uh, close to any of it? We wrote, we wrote most of it during COVID, so we didn't go out and do much investigations. Um, I've gone on a couple of ghost hunts with Kane and, and other things like that. Um, but yeah, with Steve, unfortunately, we didn't get to go on any of them during the writing of the book. Kane Hodder has been on ghost hunts. He does that. <clears throat> uh, he, he actually has his own uh, ghost hunting team called um, Hollywood Ghost Hunters. And they were actually on Ghost Adventures with Zach Baggin. They did an episode with, with Kane. Ooh. Yep. Have you had any personal paranormal things happen or? <clears throat> um, 
Not really. I had one. Uh, Kane and I stayed at the Stanley Hotel for a week. Um, oh, and so, and they actually put me in uh, room 217, um, you know, where Stephen King had his experiences and wrote The Shining from. And I got to stay there for a couple of days. Uh, and a couple of weird things happened to where the, the story in that room is where uh, there was an explosion and the woman who took care of the room fell through the floor. Uh, had was injured and, and they end up like taking care of her and they let her stay there and um <clears throat> supposedly she like puts people's away supposedly she uh, like puts people's things away and like you know kind of like organizes the room for people and so we went to dinner we all checked in looked at the room was like oh this is cool and we went to dinner we came back and i went to go to bed that night and all my towels from the bathroom were gone and i'm like that's weird and then when i pulled down the bed all the towels were under the the comforter which makes no sense in the world. That's very strange. Yeah, it's very strange. <laughs> but I was like, and I was like, and then that's I was like, in the maybe, shining room. That yeah, one. and I was like, maybe he did a trick on me. And I was like, wait a minute, like, he was he was with me the entire time, uh, so th so he couldn't have. And then we went down and asked the front desk, like, you guys ever like play pranks on people, or try to make people? And they're like, nope. They said if anyone actually does anything, they actually get fired immediately because they don't want you know to make anything fake with the hotel. So that was really weird. Um, it doesn't make sense in any way, but it's very weird. And then um, I went to bed, and it's weird because they play the, the Shining on a twenty-four hour loop, and so you're in, so I'm in the room, you know, from the Shining, watching <laughs> the Shining. And I'm like, ah, you know, all night long. Um, nice. But I woke up in the morning and I found uh, pieces of a rose stem in my room, which is completely they weren't there the day before, but there was three pieces on the desk and then a couple pieces on the floor. And then a couple pieces in the trash. And so it, but not, no rose petals, just the stem of a rose, like cut up into pieces. Can't that explain that weird. whatsoever, but it was just very weird. The creepiest part for The Shining, there's a lot of it, but that naked lady in the bathtub, that's the yeah. one. That does exactly. It. And the bathtub <laughs> in that room is a giant old 1800s uh, bear claw bathtub. And so, so taking a bath in there, or not taking a bath, but taking a shower in there, I was like, okay, I'm in the, I'm in the tub from The Shining. You know, I'm like freaking out trying to shower. That's <laughs> so. So when it comes to the the October season, Halloween, is there? Do you have time to watch movies? Is there particular ones you have to watch, <laughs> like during October? I have a few like that. Yeah, I mean, I love watching horror movies in in you know throughout. Like I usually just what I do nowadays is just put on. AMC Fear Fest and whatever's on is on uh, because I'm traveling so much right now. So I usually don't get to watch it. But obviously, you know, like watching Halloween, any of the Halloween movies, you know, throughout throughout the season, I love doing so. But yeah, I love just popping it on. I, I wish there was it was like that year round. So whenever I'm just doing so, I just pop on Fear Fest, you know. But there's been yet. a lot of shows I've been having to keep up with Chucky, Creep Show, Goose. Yeah, Rose, I have them all like taped. I haven't caught them, watched them yet. They're yeah. good. They're they're good. They're they're yep. really good. I like them. But yeah, it's yep. like now I have so many in my head. I'm like, oh, I'm losing count. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Alex what, Vincent, uh, from the little kid from Chucky and from the show too, is uh, right across from me today. Yep. That's actually pretty good. I like it. It's uh, Chucky's yeah, in, the like white, it, in the White House. <laughs> yeah, I, didn't watch, I didn't watch this season yet, but yeah. <laughs> so with Dark Ink Books, is there anything coming out? Like, what's what's up? Uh, our big book right now is we're doing a coffee table version of the In Search of Darkness documentaries, uh, and we're doing a coffee table uh, version of that to where it's it's kind of like the ultimate book of '80s horror, and so it has I think 240 something movies in it. So each awesome. movie has like a two page spread where it has like the whole history of the movie. 
um, with features on like uh, 80s icons and like the box office for each year and all kinds of stuff. So we're, we're excited about that because that's like a, a big coffee table book and stuff and it's linked to the movies and everything, which should be really exciting. I was playing that. Uh, how how big is the book going to oh, be? <coughs> Excuse me. It should be. I believe it's going to be. How big is that coffee table book going to be? I think it's going to be like 13 by 10, the size, and then it'll be it'll be pretty thick. And all color and glossy pages. Yeah, it's going to be a big book. There's a really cool book, off subject, of course, but a really cool book that some guy did. I don't know his name, but he made a book on coffee tables, but he made the book like coffee table size. It's a coffee table size book. That's awesome. And, and yeah, and you, so you can either like put it on top of the a, a, a pre-built coffee table or put legs on it somehow. Uh, but it's, obviously, that's obviously too large of a format. But um, yeah. uh, what a cool idea, though! I mean, to make a, a yeah, book funny, on yeah. coffee tables, coffee book size, and then and then sell it—that's a fantastic, <laughs> cool idea. That's cool. Definitely. Yeah. What What about the the Tom Savini book? What can you tell us about him? He is amazing with all he's done in the movies. And yeah. I just rewatched Day of the Dead and Dawn of the Dead. That's yeah. the only the only movie that I remember ever really scaring me was Night of the Living Dead when I was a kid. I would look yeah. under freaking beds, make sure. <laughs> but I rewatched some of those. There's just something about them that stays with you for a while, or if yeah. not forever. But what can you tell um, us about that one? Yeah, I mean Savini, you know he's probably one of the most legendary humans ever for, you know, especially in the movies. I mean, you know, for anyone to have where they have his t-shirt on the face, like Tarantino wears like a you know t-shirt with Savini, on it, you know, on it, you know, like they used to sell pumpkin kits where you can carve Savini's face into a pumpkin. You know, he it's, he's pretty amazing and pretty awesome. Uh, so for me as a huge horror fan, getting to like sit in his house with him and hang out and like, you know, it was like mind blowing because his house is literally one of the coolest places in the world to where, every inch of almost every single room is memorabilia to where there's you know masks from this and swords from this and a throne from this and that room and his entire bedroom actually has all the heads from uh day of the dead around the room there's giant robots in his bedroom like just it's it's freaking really really cool uh so getting to work with him was just you know mind-blowing um but his book is awesome it's it's more of a coffee table type book to where it's all color photos and, and you know filled with tons of photos and different stuff and you know, it's That's his whole cool. life story, and uh, which is really cool. And we also, um, at Dark Inc., we also have uh, Grand Illusions, which is his books that he came out in the 1980s, his how-to makeup effects books, um, which actually Peter Jackson used step-by-step uh, step to create his first movie and stuff and a bunch of other filmmakers and everything. Uh, and so we published those books as well, which is really cool because it's actually a textbook in, in um, a bunch of colleges and stuff and how to, and how to, to do stuff or anything, which is really awesome. But yeah, working with him was amazing. His book is really cool. Um, like Greg Nicotero actually just came over today. He's like, oh, he's like, hey, you did Tom's book and started talking to him. And I was like, Greg Nicotero's coming over to talk to me, you know, which is really cool. You know, so it, it's pretty amazing to get to work with him. I always remember the penis gun from From Dust Till Dawn every time I see Tom, <coughs> hear Tom Savini's name. That yep. gun he that actually he brings it to the conventions. He had it with, uh, with him at the convention last week. Yeah, he leaves it on the table so he can take a photo with it. I read something today that From Dust Till Dawn originally was going to be a Tales from the Crypt movie, but something happened and it didn't. I didn't know that. Oh, that was pretty. Yeah. It yeah, was Robert, so, Kurtz, a, Robert Kurtzman is the one who came up with the, the storyline and, and wrote that. There was a whole article about it. I don't remember where, cool. but it was somewhere. But uh, but you got anything, Jay, you want to ask about the books or the Dark <clears throat> Ink? He's got about maybe uh, uh, 15 more minutes mm -hmm. or so. Yeah, I didn't know we were going to bring Tom Savini into this. Uh, he's one of my favorites. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of horror films per se. I like some of the older mm -hmm. stuff, the, 
Friday the 13th and those kind of things. And yeah, I know oh. it's, it's but, but if you look at it, Friday the 13th was probably the first found footage thing that, you know, gave way to the Blair Witch and what have you. <laughs> anyway, uh, the, the book on Tom Savini, I, I'm curious about, cause I, I didn't know we were going to talk about him. Uh, mm-hmm. Does it, does it talk about, is it just like his biography or do we talk, does he talk about how he, uh, figured out and taught himself how to do special effects makeup. And is it like a tutorial where he's teaching people how to do that? That would be a book I would definitely be interested in. Uh, What I liked about him mostly is he did shortcuts for some of the special effects or gore effects by Mm. using, you know, animal parts that you could go to any regular deli and get like pig intestines, you know, tripe, cow tongues, et cetera. So almost all the things you see that are, when they pull, there's one great scene where they pull him apart, the zombies, and they start pulling, intestines out and chewing on them like it's from the middle of his body uh those are actual pig intestines so i think that was fantastic yeah. that's that's i have a degree in video so i kind of would have done the same thing he did <laughs> using natural products to make those effects so I, i'm curious more about that that than anything yeah so so basically we have two different books that we we did with tom uh we have the grand illusions books one and two uh which is his step-by-step how to guide and that literally shows you how he did effects in all of his movies uh and so that's his how-to guide, and then we have his biography, which is his complete biography of how he got into makeup and, and how he fell in love with it and all that, and, and all the way through his whole career process and stuff, which that one's called Savini. Yep. Very cool. Mm-hmm. For sure. That, that's fantastic. If I, if I remember correctly, he did do the special effects for the Friday the 13th, the first one. Yep, um, yeah, that's what, that's what put him on that. Some of those special really effects cool. aren't really particularly... This will put him on the map. Yeah, okay, I thought so. Um, some of those special yeah. effects aren't really terribly, you know, nasty like they get nowadays. You know, they're chopping off yeah. arms and heads and people walking around yeah. with their, you know, intestines falling out. But uh, they're really realistic looking. So, I mean, yeah. uh, when I first saw that movie, especially when he kills Kevin Bacon with this with the yeah. arrow yeah. through yeah. the throat, yeah. I, I thought for sure they killed the actual actor because it looks so, so real. Yeah, yeah it, comes yeah. Right, it comes right through that little hole in the... Yeah. Your collarbones. Yeah, we have a whole in the book it has uh, a whole diagram of how he did it. Good work. I love it. And how he's under the thing and, and with the tubes and all the stuff and how they did it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And uh yeah, let's Kevin see. Bacon hated that because he had to like sit at this weird angle and like yeah, exactly. toss his back out. Crook his neck, yeah. Yep. <clears throat> what is this book I'm seeing that's in location in Blairstown, the making of Friday the 13th? That sounds pretty interesting. Yep. Is that so, like the <clears throat> that's the complete history of the making of the yeah, first Friday the 13th movie. That would be cool to read here. <clears throat> which uh, David Grove wrote. Um, Tom wrote the forward for it. Um, and so the writer, David Grove, he basically interviewed literally almost every single person that worked on that movie, I think except for Kevin Bacon, who's like the only person he couldn't get, get a hold of. Um, but almost every person, like from literally like uh, the person who did the hair, the person who did like, you know, construction, <clears throat> lighting people, the camera people, he talked to everybody. Um, and so it's the complete look at the making of the movie. It even has um, uh, pages from the script in it. It has all kinds of stuff. And it's, it's an excellent book, for, especially for uh, either film fans or fans of the series and stuff. It's a really awesome book. That's really cool. I know I was, I was seeing how long it's. They haven't done a Nightmare on M Street or Friday the 13th yeah. in so long. 
Yep. And uh, I know there's all this legal crap with Friday yeah. the 13th. That's just bizarre. I know they're doing that prequel series with uh, Brian Fuller on Peacock. Yep. I'm, I'm excited about that. Yeah, but me too. I, I love Brian Fuller, but he quits a lot of stuff. So that worries <laughs> me. Like, I know he quit Interview the Vampire and stuff, but <laughs> or that show on AMC. But uh, I know he's doing Christine, too. But oh, I didn't I know, know that. Cool. Yeah, he's doing, I don't know if it's a movie or a series, but something yeah. to do with oh. Christine. But uh, I wonder the prequel series. I'm just wondering if they can even use Jason in it. I mean, I know they can on some <clears> level, but there's so many weird like. Yeah, there's rules. some sort of settlement with a lawsuit I, to I, where I like, don't think they. I think they're using the mom. Yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be just like a prequel of how it like how it got to that like before lead up to the camp. From what I understand, but however, I did see online there was a, po- a photo of a of a Jason mask from the show. And it said used in the movie, used in Crystal Lake, um, in Crystal Lake. So I'm kind of curious. I, I almost feel like they're going to show like the mask, and then someone tells, and it's going to flash back and tell the story or something. Like I, I don't know. Yeah, it should be interesting with Brian yep. Fuller. No doubt. I loved Hannibal, oh, and amazing, I'm, I'm still pissed off that they got rid of it. Like, yep. yeah, like, I wish they kept it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like how I feel with Deadwood, and then yep. they're going to give us a little movie. The movie is good, but. Screw you! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> keep going, keep going. Then yeah. Carnival in Rome. That was <clears throat> yeah, a weird, was great. Yeah, yeah, that was. I swear, I read something about some murder happened with an HBO something, and he made it like <clears throat> took all the violent programming, like something oh, weird no. like that. Like they just because it made no sense. Deadwood did really well, I thought, and got like Golden Globes for Ian McShane. Just yeah. weird, so weird. That's like with Hannibal. Amazing reviews, yeah, amazing just not enough viewers, I guess, yeah. and so kill it. It's like <coughs> yeah, with, it sucks. Yeah, it's like with Doom Patrol. <laughs> Doom Patrol, I love that on HBO with Brandon Fraser's a robot yeah. and all the mutants. They're canceling it, but at least they made it to a fourth season. Yeah, but they'll ace it really fast for sure. So, yeah. uh, at this convention, what's some news that you're seeing that appeals to you with some stuff coming out, like movies and books? Is it like <coughs> that kind of like what else? It's like movies and books and stuff, right? Uh, well, yeah, so horror conventions, basically, they all the celebrities are sitting there signing autographs. Um, and then there's like the, the, this one, there's a huge tattoo room that people getting tattoos. And then there's a film festival. And then there's a book area for, for writers and stuff. So there's all kinds of crazy stuff. And there's concerts and bands and parties and uh, like burlesque dancing shows and all kinds of stuff. And so it's kind of kind of a crazy whirlwind of, of awesome horror and macabre stuff, which is really, really fun. Uh, but I haven't seen any any news of anything yet, so it's the first day. But you know, hopefully, we'll see some some new films coming out and stuff or anything in the in the film festival, which would be cool. How long do they usually last? Like how many days? Uh, they're almost always Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Usually oh, okay. Yep. Anything yep. else you'd like to address, Jay? Or can you hear me, Jay? Uh, no, but I go <laughs> going back to the TV shows. Um, yeah, can you hear me? No, yes, am I there? All right. So yeah. and, anyway, uh, back to the uh, the TV show. Um, are they are they setting it back in like the the '60s or '70s where Jason died, or is are they going to modernize it? Do we know that much? Yeah, I don't know. It, it just as of now, they only released that it's a, a prequel of what happened. So yeah, which is kind of a it's kind of an interesting choice to do, but you know if, because because you know Jason's the whole kind of thing of it. Forward into yeah. today's time, and you just you know and start to yeah. Right. Yeah, hopefully yeah. it's good. I mean, but if they're yeah, smart, I, they can bring it forward from the seventies or sixties yeah. whenever Jason's killed and bring it to modern times and you know, yep, whole new direction. Yep. Yeah, I'm just excited that Brian Fuller's doing it because which makes me have much more 
faith in that it's going to be a good you know show and stuff. So, and it actually, um, it actually got picked up automatically for two seasons, which is crazy because yeah. no show gets that. You know, what I mean, no show gets automatic two seasons. Most get like a oh, pilot, nice. you know, and then hopefully a season. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's the fact that it has two full seasons automatically, which is, is awesome. Yes. So does aliens ever come up in any of these horror books? That's we do a lot of UFO shows. Not yet. None of my none of our books yet have alien stuff. Yeah, but I got Damn. to hang out with Lance Hendrickson a couple weeks ago, so that was cool. That's cool. Different type of alien, but yeah, yeah. How about a Bigfoot? Oh, cool. That's good. That makes good horror. Bigfoot. Not yet. Sure. We don't have no Bigfoot in our stuff yet, but hopefully, yeah. yeah. Nice. Actually, I got. Uh, I'm friends with. Um, oh my god, I'm gonna totally blank on his name the second I said it. Uh, Doug, he plays uh, he plays the Sasquatch in all the Jack Links commercials. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he's at the conventions with us all the time. He's really awesome. Yeah. Nice. He's done like something like eighty of those commercials, which is crazy. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, messing with Sasquatch. Yeah, they're funny commercials. I hope they keep yeah. going. I haven't seen any in a while, but they are funny. <clears throat> yeah, he, he's, he's done so many of them. He's awesome. Yeah. So. So, so you have like several different publishing. What's AM Inc. and Spooky Inc.? Is that like other sections? Yeah. yeah so Dark Inc. is all of our, our horror and dark fiction type stuff, like thrillers and crime and stuff. Um, AM Inc. is mainstream books and like mainstream biographies. And we do a ton of uh, children's books uh, through AM Inc. Um, I think we have like 10 children's books coming out this year or between this year and next year. Um, it's kind of becoming our main thing over there is, is children's books. Uh, and then we have Spooky Inc., <clears throat> which is uh, spooky-themed children's books, which are like kind of like fun monsters and <clears throat> things like that. We have like one called um, uh, All Hallows Eve in Salem and Chris, um, uh, Christmas Eve in Salem, um, which are really popular books. Uh, they take place in Salem, and they have all kind of the <clears throat> excuse me, they have all the classic uh, Universal monster type characters in it. Um, and so that's kind of a, a really popular series over there and stuff. So I see yeah. Ma- Maury the Miserable Vampire. I jokingly yep. call myself Chubby Nosferatu. So that sounds like somebody <laughs> would hang out with me. Maury the Miserable exactly. Vampire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely, kids. You're it's good to a for publisher kids. And get the book going. You can start your own book. <laughs> Chubby Nosferatu, go. baby. That's right. But uh, get it I going, Chubby Nosferatu. We, had, we can use yeah. your picture. <laughs> we had uh, Stephen Flowers on, and uh, he wrote this book, Gothic Meditations at Midnight, which is excellent. The whole cool. book is like a journey through horror, mm-hmm. with, like from silent films to like 1975. Oh, nice. But we talked about monster kids, mm-hmm. kids who had abuse when they were younger and hid mm-hmm. into these things. Like that was me. My dad was mean as hell, and I would escape into like Freddy and Jason and. Yep. Dracula and all that <clears throat> stuff, and we were just talking about how this stuff is a good outlet for people to, you know, who have like I say, dark side problems, channel creativity through yep. horror, like from books and movies and you know yep. whatever poetry or whatever. It's a way to express ourselves that hopefully can keep you out of trouble and keep you from becoming Jeffrey Dahmer. Exactly, like people yeah. have to learn to, you know, the dark express it through the dark art so to speak yep. but we got into that and that's why i think horror is important in a lot of ways oh yeah, you know? yeah we actually have a lot of people who come up and will, will tell us stories about how you know something horrific and how you know jason was kind of like their protector in their head and stuff and kind of like anytime something bad was happening they would pretend you know pretend jason's gonna come out and you know take care of the people who are horrible to them and a lot of kind of similar things like that and kind of like the horror let people cope and stuff and you know I didn't have. I had a great childhood, a wonderful childhood. Yeah, definitely. But I was very, um, 
I was very shy and kind of alone. And so it kind of just somehow fell into it and become, you know, become my love. Well, one thing I was uh, uh, talking about on Facebook. It's funny you say that. Somebody Jason, thought, thought of Jason as the oh, protector. Go, go ahead, Jay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go I, ahead, I, I got something good here. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that someone had thought of Jason or, or one of the bad guys as their protector for like their mental psyche. Yep. There was supposed to be, and I don't know if you guys saw the League of Gentlemen, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, uh, yep. Sean Connery. Uh, pretty good movie. There was going to be a sequel. And uh, it it got quashed, went through, you know, uh, development hell in Hollywood and got killed. But uh, rumor had it that one of the the new uh, good guys, and it was either going to be a Jason character, uh, a Freddy Krueger type character, or um, the guy from the Swamp, Swamp Thing character. Was going to be in it, which would have been really cool to like bring yeah. bring that mo- more closer to modern and bring in a modern lexicon like yeah. Jason or Freddy or something like that. That would have been really really cool. Yeah, yeah. That's all I had. <laughs> no, yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, I like that stuff. Yeah, it's funny because you know in all of those horror movies, we're all cheering for the bad guy. You know, all the time we're always like, "Yay, kill somebody!" You know, so <laughs> it's kind of funny how they became like that rather than like, "Ooh, that's scary." We're all like cheering for him. You know, I got a question that you could probably answer. Yeah. Was Freddy? really a pedo because i know that changed was he one of the older movies and then it changed in one of the newer uh, no, ones he, yeah, or he was always a pedophile yeah he was uh okay he was a, it's funny because kane always yells that he's, i didn't he's like, get that like freddy shirt on they're like oh you're like pedophiles instead you know so. he was he was in the old ones but i think that yep. newer one they kind of changed it up to where he was a just a little bit yeah he was a little bit old yeah i think he liked a little bit older that's kid. why i always had trouble as a kid a i didn't bit. care but now i'm like why am i like into this dude he's like yeah, a pedo. They, yeah they kind of just i mean he only kills teenagers but the whole backstory yeah. is that he was a child molester and that's why yeah. they killed him you know, and, yeah. and that's what i was going to say about jason jason seems like the only one you can kind of have sympathy for like yeah. most of them like chucky and pinhead they're like egomaniacs yeah. you know and jason, jason you kind of like special kid who saw his for. mom get killed and you know wanted revenge <laughs> yeah. you, know? you can have a special little sympathy for to drown, jason. yeah but i i don't get the I don't, I, I don't get the whole thing about Freddie being a pedophile. I don't. Maybe we all have to go back and watch the movie again. This is, it's been thirty years, probably for me. Yeah. Uh, but, I, but the way I understood it is that in the beginning of the movie, they show Freddie, or maybe it's later on in a, in a backflash story, they they show Freddie just being friendly with some kids in the boiler room, and then uh, angry villagers break into the room and think he's molesting the children. I think they were just playing. I don't know. I don't think they went any further That's than that. That's the newer but, movie. Um, I think. I think it, it might be the newer one. So, yeah, to one way, you saw the newer one. He was. One. Or he was just a simpleton at like kids, and he just got you know. Yeah, pretty sure in the original. No, and I, I was, have, but I don't remember. Yeah. And I, it's the original yeah. one I'm talking about. I I don't. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm gonna have to go. Thank you. I'm gonna go back yeah. and watch that tonight. Actually, yeah, yeah. so yeah. this is Michael, it's Halloween, and my girlfriend Michael, wants to watch. Michael is probably more of an expert sometimes. than even me, so <laughs> I, I believe it. But uh, as far yeah. as. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, with uh, Jason, though, that's definitely, I mean, he was like mentally, like, a, I don't want to use the R word, but he was like mentally disabled, right? Yep. I mean, as a kid. So, and then they kind of left him and he, he drowned yeah, and all that. Yep, mentally handicapped. Yep. And uh, it was weird. I saw that, that leather face. And, and uh, the, and... Go ahead. I think there's a short. The, the other thing like about Jason, particularly like from the first movie, is uh, he wasn't supposed to, he wasn't supposed to be all mutated out like that. Um, that was that was that that was the last minute thing. It was like they were they had yeah. already actually finished filming the movie, and they had gotten they wanted to do a one one more reshoot of the ending, and they asked Tom Savini to yeah. doctor up the child and just for no reason whatsoever he just made him look all bloated like that like he'd been in the, you know, yeah. damaged by being underwater for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but that was the last minute afterthought. And now he's this huge, you know, you know, super yeah, magical lexicon line, dude yeah. that everybody loves. I mean, I think he's a fantastic character. You can't kill him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Hollywood can kill him temporarily, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, well, hey, everybody. Uh, Michael's got a jet. He's at the convention. Yep. We appreciate it so much, Michael. That's yep. uh, darkinkbooks.com. Yep. Thanks so much. It's an amazing cool. show. Thanks for the, the Halloween lineup, making it yep. awesome. And we appreciate it so much. Cool. Thank you guys for having me on. All right. Have a good time. Yeah. See you out. Yeah, thanks. Say hi to all the ghouls and goblins over there. Ask, him, for the, ask him about, tell him I said tell you about George Romero, but that's a lot. So maybe right, just send the show to you. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right take guys. care. Take, take care. care. George A. Romero. <laughs> yeah. He, t he told some really cool stories. Uh, Really Very cool. I didn't know we were going to get Tom Savini on this. I wish he'd have said that. I would have prepared some more questions. Well, that was awesome. The, his books on the... I didn't even realize it until I was looking through the, the site. <laughs> but but uh, I think I'd seen it earlier, <laughs> but I forget stuff easily. So, uh, what's... Wham's uh, yeah. on the fumes. Me too. But hey, Wham. Yeah, I'm way on the fumes. I'm so tired. I can hardly... Yeah handle things right now well yeah uh i know you said yeah. you're just well, gonna I've stick been, around i've been off work for the last five weeks so i'm i'm overly well rested <laughs> well uh wham i know you said you're gonna stick for the interview and then jet so if you need to just let me know or, or, or jet on out and we'll see you for allison that's one thing i want to mention with wham is next friday is allison jornland and I, I spoke to her this morning and she's on shark tank tonight ah uh, she does cool. ghost tours, does ghost tours. What is it? Milwaukee? In I Milwaukee, yeah. In Milwaukee and uh, home of Jeffrey Dahmer. Well, anyway, well, they, they, also, they also not only do, does she do tours in Milwaukee, but they, they, she and her brother, they will take like, they'll do cruises and they'll like go down uh -huh. to like, they'll take trips down to like Hawaii and other places where other people will come with them and they'll do like tours of certain places, but Milwaukee's where they're from. Yeah. Is, is it a walking tour they're doing up there? Yeah. Yeah. They, they do like this whole sort of, they, they, it's like they, they almost act like a travel agency for people who yeah. want to yeah, do yeah. ghost tours basically. And um, she's a fun person. We've interviewed her before. She's, I like her. She's good. So if it were me, I would call it the Milwaukee Walkie Horror Tour, oh, you know, and Walkie would be A-W-A-U-K-E, you know, Milwaukee Walkie Tour. That would be cool. Right, right. <laughs> I wanted to check out this uh, incense that I got. Oh. Dracula's Blood. Werewolf. Ew. Vampires. Really? Vampires. Well, are, 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 these, are these gifts that you got? No, these were just on Amazon for like six bucks. Oh, oh yeah, so they don't smell like like dead corpses. Or they something. actually smell yeah. like that uh non chompy or whatever. Oh, that non chompy. <laughs> like the, yeah, non chompy. They're really, they're really <laughs> sweet, sickeningly sweet stuff. Yeah, very strong like that. They're real good, but there's one called like keep evil out or something. <laughs> like I gave my mom most of those. <laughs> but, uh, they they're very strong. I thought they would be like you know just weak kind of Walmart incense, but. They're like the, you should the try, notch. Have you tried the Gonish incense? Yeah. I've heard of it. I've heard of it. Comes in the go. Yeah, that stuff is really good. It's it's not super powerful. Like patchouli, if you if you burn patchouli incense, it like it, it can overpower the house and take over the whole 
you know, and it stayed for a long time. This stuff is just, it's very fruity. Like it's not flour. They don't use flower essences, but they, they have uh, about 10 or 15 stick flavors and they're, the even ones are kind of pungent smelling and the even ones are kind of sweet and flowery. So you should give them a try. They're, and they're yeah, and uh, wait, you keep freezing, but uh, oh, sorry. You. Uh, oh, yeah, and then after that, wham, is Steven Snyder. I Steven see his, Snyder, his, yeah, his yeah, he's that. always a always a character, so that's really yeah. good. Yeah, and then I got some weird West guests coming up, and then December 15th, I'm working with Stephanie, uh, with that food lady oh yeah oh yeah yeah that should be kind of a fun thing we're trying she's gonna write her right she apparently yeah, doesn't really know her i thought she knew her but she saw the show and liked her so she's gonna approach her on our behalf and then she'll sit in with her so hopefully it works out i don't know yet but it could work out hopefully yeah that's trying to make it work out trying <laughs> to make it work out well i'm gonna i'm gonna let you guys go because i'm dead so all right i understand <laughs> i understand and we'll see you next friday with allison so yeah take it easy yeah. guys get some rest, get see some rest. all righty let's see here you're listening to united public radio 107.7 fm new orleans uh i need to play this one a uh, little commercial real fast uh, it's just the, the Halloween promo. Let's see. Okay. like when's this thing in my god like i thought that was the end of it uh anyway uh that's coming up so uh did it even say anything like it said the times or anything not really no i it wasn't any um voiceover either just music yeah <laughs> confusion but anyway uh anywho <laughs> we're crazy as hell here tonight you should check out deadskypublishing.com they have cool weird west books so uh so what's going on it looks like we're all about to die <laughs> i know right i mean just keeping up with this s-h-i-t is crazy you know I, i've always been of the thought that the twin towers being knocked over and the Pentagon being attacked by airplanes was the opening volleys of World War three. Uh, but it turns out that they're just kind of uh, temporary setbacks. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's not looking good. I mean, uh, you got half the middle East launching rockets at each other. You got Russia and Ukraine launching rockets at each other. We just sent Ukraine rockets to shoot at Russia. So it's a, it's an entire shit show, the whole thing. 
There's one thing that uh, I've been trying to understand with a lot of the uh, Israel stuff. It's like I'm around a site that uh, before it's news that has a lot of, uh, I guess, you know, the right wing side there. And a lot of them are still for Trump. A lot of them don't seem to like him anymore. And a lot of them seem like, well, I don't know if I'd say a lot of them. But I know a lot of them seem like they're for Israel, but it's weird because it seems like there's a lot of them there that aren't. So it's just confusing. Like I thought the whole right wing Christian and not necessarily even Trump that you're supposed to be pro Israel. That's the Bible. That's the rule, the law. Protect Israel. Right. So it's just confusing when I see like right wing people there, not like they say mean things about Israel. And I'm not going to get into it because of. Uh, the algorithms. <laughs> like I'm trying to be careful, but uh, it's just confusing. I'm confused all the time looking at that crap. It it is kind of confusing, especially because they're only fighting over these people and the land that that the uh, UN gave them in '47 uh, because they're the chosen people. They're 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 fighting over. They're trying to re- get rid of these people off of our planet because of a fictional story that. Calls them the favored favored children of God. I mean, come on, that's like well, it is the stupidest reason for this whole them, thing, and it's been going on for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Well, both of them uh, have their version of God. My God's yeah. better than yours. My God will kick your yeah. God's butt. And uh, you know, I it's was raised, same, but it's the same entity uh, that both of their religions are talking about. That's the other I, thing they don't agree I upon. was raised in Christianity. And it's very confusing. It kind of seems like a death cult. I think there's some truth to Jesus on some level of Christ consciousness, like Nirvana, like Buddhist reach. And I guess my biggest evidence for proof of them being a Christ-like being or some kind of enlightened state of Nirvana or teachers is my experience of being completely sober, seeing shining dudes leave my house and fly into the heavens. So that's like I've I believe because I've seen, but I've also seen with you know religion so much abuse just in my own family. My mother and her sisters were the M word uh, assaulted by a family member who was a, pr- a preacher and is sick, and he was like esteemed in community. And if they said anything, nobody would believe them. And I've I've grown in Georgia all my life. And it just seems like, you know, the American Taliban. And I don't, you know, there's just fanatics. They seem just as fanatical as, like, some of the terrorists. But uh, as far as I don't go around, you know, talking smack, I think there's truth in every belief system, including the Bible. And, you know, we've had Michael Carter on who will rock your ass on the Bible. Mm-hmm. And he is amazing. So I think there's truth there and there's a positive side, but there's also a mirror dark side that's gross. Yeah. And, uh, but like I said, when it comes to Jesus and stuff, you're not going to see me talking smack about Jesus based on that light being experienced. Uh, like they had some sort of power beyond this realm. And maybe that's what we become when we die, that we have it too. I don't know, but I know I saw and seeing believing, <laughs> For sure, but go ahead. I I, I kind of agree with you for the most part on that, but I I, I don't think I'm not 100 certain that Jesus is an actual historical biological figure. 
I, I don't think he was an alien. I don't think I'm not necessarily certain that he actually exists. I think he may actually be fictional. Uh, there is very little, uh, very little uh, evidence from the, those Roman times, and which isn't surprising. I mean, it's a long time ago. It's possible those records have been lost, but the records that were kept by the Romans in the areas where Jesus was alleged to have walked around and preached and done this and that and the other thing and been arrested several times by the Romans, uh, there would be many, many more records, I think, of his existence. And we, we have trouble finding that in the, from the Roman uh, records. Uh, it seems he might be more of an amalgam of some other uh, deity-like or, or, or uh, sacrifice-like historical figures, perhaps Osiris, um, perhaps other historical figures and kings of the time. But uh, what's, what's really fascinating is that these people that are fighting, we have the Jews and the, and the Islamic people fighting, and they also look at their books are almost identical the, the Bibles they use, neither one of them agrees that their God is the same God, but each of these books, the stories are so similar, they're talking about the same entities, the God in Christianity, Yahweh in Judaism, and uh, what are they, you know, Muhammad or whatever in Islam. Uh, so they're all the same idealistic stories, three different, told three different languages, but the same stories. You get their fighting over these same stories. They both believe in these same stories, written maybe with a little bit different context from the different cultures, but they're the same stories, regardless. And they're fighting over it. And it's the dumbest thing ever. I, I just I just I can't fathom the fact that they're that the Hamas is trying to kill the Jews because they're the favorite people and they're living in Palestinian land. Well, I'll tell you yeah. what we should do. We scrape everybody off of that ground and we start looking for where it says where the Palestinians go and where the Jordanians go and where the Jews go and where these people go. It, the land doesn't belong to anybody. Yeah. Period. Period. Well, what I see. Ever. And they've been, like I said, they've been doing this fight for hundreds of thousands of years now. Yeah. There hasn't been a single decade since written history came around that that region of the earth has been free of war or conflict. There's constantly been war and conflict in that region. Why? Well, here's my, here's my thing. Like, uh, when it, I'm looking right now at a headline, woman's head found in trash can after she was allegedly decapitated by daughter. I have seen so many weird-ass horrific headlines lately that this mm. feels like we're in a freaking horror movie. Like, I, I just read a story about some... Young girl, she was leaving, and I forget where it was, but it was just something I saw on, I guess, Microsoft News or whatever. She was leaving her boyfriend on her bike, and I love you, I love you, we'll see you tomorrow, check in with me when you get home, blah, blah, blah. She vanishes, some sicko took her to a barn, put her in a freezer and killed her, and it's just like this stuff, there's something wrong here on this planet. I don't think it's the mm -hmm. Earth that's wrong, but there's something... I don't want to be a paranoid freak about the devil or demons, but there's obviously some kind of dark side here that sucks arse. There, like something some, is just like I tell no, people. Right. Yeah, I tell people that, that say they don't believe in the devil, and I'm not someone. I think there's something like that. I don't know if it's like you know hoofs and somebody somebody's turning stuff something up on, ain't and right. on purpose, but I don't think it's the devil. Yeah. You but, might you might believe in the devil more if Jeffrey Dahmer or you wake up in his house in a chair. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's like uh, he's the devil in that particular situation. So it's kind here, of a 
here's something horrific that you probably wouldn't, you don't really necessarily want to hear, uh, and I don't think it's going to make any of the news, but uh, Joe got some pictures from someone in Israel, um, what the Hamas did to a baby in a baby carriage. So they lit the baby carriage on fire, and uh, somehow the baby ends up on the ground with its head smashed in after it had been burned. Oh. So I mean, th- these these kind, if these are true things happening in this Hamas-Israel war, yeah. uh, it needs to stop right away, and Hamas needs Horrible. to be immediately no, like everybody arrested and or killed it's that, that, if you can do that to a baby right? that's sick i mean there's palestinians who are like just the people caught up in this s and then there's hamas as the terrorist i, I saw something that they were interrogating one of those palestinian dudes and he said that hamas was offering like 10 grand in apartments if you bring back a uh prisoner or kidnap people so i mean there's crazy forces at work no matter which way you uh, slag it. But uh, what about the U.S. tests this nuclear thing in the desert, and now Russia's testing their crap? It's like this flex of penises. <laughs> Some days I'm like, well, you just get it over with and do it, you <laughs> ugly putin face golem arsehead. He, he's fixing do to it. do something. He's fixing to. Let's do it and shut up so I don't have to see you anymore. Like... <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel about it. Of course, I don't want it to happen, but you just get sick of it. It's just disgusting. Men flexing their little testosterones and their egos. <laughs> Need to be invaded by aliens. War of the worlds. They probably run this earth better than these morons. Idiots. It's like there's no real leaders. Where's King Arthur? Vlad the Impaler. Hell, it's funny, you, it's funny you mentioned King Arthur. I actually went to a used bookstore today after my doctor's appointment and just going to see if they had any used Dungeons and Dragons books in there. Yeah, and I saw this really huge book. It was only 18 bucks. I probably should have got it, but it was Lamort to Arthur, the whole thing. But it was a hardback cover, large volume format, nice looking book for 18 bucks. Should have got it. What was it though? Again, title. Lemort the Arthur, the, the Arthurian legend. Um, it was Dungeons and Dragons, though? Like, no, 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 it's not. It's, I went there looking for Dungeons and Dragons. They didn't have any. But I saw while I was looking, I saw that book on one of the shelves, and I thought to myself, I should probably buy it, and I did. So, what's the exact title? Tell it to me one more time. Lemort the Arthur. Oh yeah, yeah, that old ass book. That's like the those true stories. Legendly yeah. true stories. Yeah. They have these really cool, like I guess I don't know if they're they're for children. I guess on some level, but they're like H.G. Uh, Wells' War of the Worlds illustrated, Jekyll and Hyde illustrated, uh, that book I think illustrated. They're on Amazon, but I wanted to get a bunch of those. So I want to read some old classics, the classics. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to have those just in the house in case apocalypse happens, so you can just read them. When the grid goes down, just read the classics. I want to read that, uh, what is it, Island of Dr. Monroe. I've never read that. I saw the old movie Moreau, recently. not Monroe. How it's you Moreau. say it? Moreau, Island okay. of Dr. Moreau. Moreau, okay, yeah. yeah. I've always had trouble with that. But uh, I've always had trouble just with everything. But <laughs> anyway, uh, I want to read that. I saw. Have you ever seen the old movie of that? Yes, yes. I love long time that. ago. I, that is, I saw that recently. There was also a TV miniseries of that really? book that was, yeah, it was, I think it was NBC on years ago. I'll look it up. You might, you might maybe be able to find it on DVD. Some of those old TV shows are lost, but um, 
I think the TV show was probably cut back quite a bit, you know, because the, I mean, the original book's pretty gory. Yeah, uh, something about I like it. That old one I just rewatched it. That was really good. It's just old and good. I'm trying to watch mm -hmm. some old stuff. Digging out the hammer stuff. There's an old yeah. Tales from the Crypt and Vault of Terror I've never seen. Like it's from yeah, the seventies. Yeah, we that too. I actually saw a movie and I can't remember what it was. Just recently, like a day or two ago, and I can't remember what it was. But it was one of the first movies Lance Henriksen was in, and I you, you don't see him at first, but you hear his voice. And I'm like, hey, that's Lance Henriksen. He turned and turned around, like, yeah, that's him. But it, it was just a bit part. He was probably in the movie for 15 seconds, maybe two minutes total. What movie was it? I can't remember. That's the oh. thing. I just, I just saw it the other night. Um, you ever seen Night of the Demon? That's an old one from the 50s. That's a trip, man. That I think is I wild. have that in my DVD collection, actually. It's called to be Curse of a Demon or Night of a Demon. It's like two weird titles, but mostly Night of a Demon, I think. It's got that big ass, like there's a Satanist yeah. dude and like a hero dude and a chick. And the uh, people are dying by a certain time with these glyphs on a piece of paper. But the biggest, weirdest thing is the demon. Like, it's just crazy, crazy special effects from the 50s of this demon that, like, kills you. It's really good. A lot of people watch it this time of year. Night of the Demon. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to open up my my um, list of movies, and I'll see if I have it. I think it's in my DVD collection, but I'm not positive. I have over 900 titles right now. I'll so. tell you one. I saw Psycho 2 recently. That's good. Yeah, it was okay. I saw that a long time ago. Does that also have Anthony Perkins in it? Yeah. It's yeah. a continuation. Yeah. I saw Tarantino smacking it up. And I've seen <laughs> yeah. it before, but it had been a while. And I watched it, and I was like, this is really crazy, but it's good. Jennifer Tilly's in it. Oh, oh yeah, I like her. She's good. She's like the, the girl that comes to the hotel and everything. It's crazy, though. A lot of twists and turns. The third, what what is it? You have it? No, I'm still looking for it. Hang on, I got I've got um, over 900 titles, so I'm trying to open up my workbook now. Richard Mall, Night Court star and voice of Harvey Dent, has died at 80. Oh, I liked him. He was such a good yeah. guy. He was so funny. He's a good dude. I haven't seen him in a while. He done got ancient. I, th I think he pretty much retired uh, from ho uh, Hollywood after the hit the show was canceled. They they started doing a new one, a new Night Court, which is very funny. The little blonde, you know, ditzy girl from um, uh, that uh, Big Bang Theory show. She's she's the daughter of the original actor uh, Harry Stone. She's the daughter of his character from that show. I don't know if you've seen it, but it is really good, really funny. What's the show? Night Court. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a while. It's been a long time. No, 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 no. There's a new one with the oh. the, the girl, the girl, who, who, the, girl who, the girl who had the, the big boobs and the blonde hair and, and Big Bang Theory. She's She plays the character of the daughter of Harry Stone's character from the original TV series. And they have John Larroquette come back to the show. They don't have any of the other supporting characters. Like I was hoping they would get Bull back in there, but no, he, I guess not. That's probably he was probably sick. That's why he's passed away. Devil Comet heads towards Earth. Experts say yeah. no cause of concern. Then why are you <laughs> calling it a Devil Comet? Because it exploded like several uh, decades ago. 
It's funny because we all, Eric Grimsrud is always looking for the comet that passes through from Mabus and says Trump's going to croak during it. So every time we see a comment, we're like <laughs> trying to line it up uh, to the. He he has some pretty compelling today, stuff yeah, about today? Trump. <laughs> has some pretty compelling stuff about uh, Trump and Mabus. Uh, it's crazy, creepy. But uh, huh. I do think the I mean Trump is a Napoleonic type figure that fits the criteria if you really look. Uh, but that's uh, the devil comment. I think that'll come through till April. For some reason my cat loves uh, trash ties and fetching them. The, the little wire ones, yeah, they all love them. Yeah, like you got to, you got to, you got to throw those away. It'll, if they eat them, it'll, it'll hurt. It hurts them. She don't do. She just brings it. She don't chew on it. She don't ever chew on it. She just brings no. it back and forth. Yeah, I just throw them away just to just to be on the safe side. All right, so you said that the name of that movie was Night of the Demon or what else? Night of a Demon or Curse of a Demon. Curse of a Demon. Okay, I'm up in the L's. All right, so let's look for Night of the Demon. Three Musketeers. Yeah, I got a bunch of Three Musketeers movies. Nick of Time. Never... Oh, no, I don't. I got the Omen Collection. We were watching that the other night. And Curse of the Demon, you say. So let me look back in the C's here. And you know, Constantine... It's like, it's like 1956 or something. Yeah. No, I don't have it. I thought I did because the title is very familiar sounding to me. I mean, so I've, I've probably seen it. I, I, I do know I have Night of the Comets, which is kind of a sci-fi horror movie, but it's not that good. It must be under science fiction. What do you have? What's some of the movies you have? Yeah. If you want, I'll send you this DVD. My DVD. I got to update it. My, my DVD list. It's over 900 titles of movies. So it's for people. What's some of the ones well, you're I watching got, um, for Halloween? I got them, I got them categorized by, by genre. I've got sci-fi fantasy. Um, I've got uh, action, horror, martial arts. Uh, I've got a lot of documentaries, UFO and Bigfoot type documentaries, maybe about 20 of those. But um, yeah, my main collection is the sci-fi collection. That's the largest part of my, it, it takes up almost two, uh, it takes up one full rack. And then um, my cartoons and family TV show section takes up like almost a full rack. So I'm, I'm pushing 1200 titles probably. What are you going to watch for Halloween? October. What's in the October lineup? Uh, well, since, since it's October, Diane's been wanting me to lots of stuff. So we've been watching a lot of horrors and and scary movies. And um, I recently we did the the Omen trilogy. We got one more Omen to do. It's the last one. It's the fourth one. And, it's, and I, I think I tried to watch it, but I fell asleep. It wasn't that good. But uh, it's about um, the the the, the Antichrist, she it's a female Antichrist in this one, I think. So I don't know. Maybe we'll watch that. But I, I think I have to show her Lost, The Lost Boys next. I was thinking about that when we were talking with Michael earlier. That's a good one. She's never seen it. She's not a video file. We're, we're the same. I mean, she's a year older than me. but And we grew up in the same county. Um, I was in Rockville. She was in uh, 
little further down near Bethesda or past Bethesda, but, uh, you know, in the same area. But she was never a big TV show fan. I mean, she's seen some of the shows. You know, she knows Star Trek and the Thundercats and, you know, things that I, I enjoy. But Ouch. you try to do a pop culture reference with her in some, you know, movie franchise, she won't get it for most most part. She just has never seen a lot of movies. She raised five children. So, I mean, she wasn't in the theater. Try, try going to the th- even in the 80s at $4 a ticket, try going to the movies with five children. Six times four bucks, you know, you're spending $30 right there. Yeah, that's outrageous. And then all these streaming places are raising the money up. Yeah, they all, 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 all the three, my three main ones all raised up earlier this year. Uh, and I don't know, maybe. It, I th- and I'm not sure. Maybe they're supposed to be starting to all of them have to uh, offer you uh, free local news like your local ABC, NBC broadcast channels. So if they have to do that, that's more technology they have to add into their system. And so you, I can understand them raising their prices, but they should be forced to do that for free anyway. You know, I mean, you should be able to, especially if there's like an emergency in your in your region you should be able to turn on your local news and most of the streaming services you can't find your local you know tv news station definitely and uh what i hate about some of these streaming places lately is they're trying to like like you go to amazon and there's all these movies you can watch with commercials i don't i'm there because i don't want commercials in my crap yeah i totally agree with you on that i you know I, you, especially the ones you pay for, the ones you can get for free, Tubi and you know Pluto and Free BTV and all that. I can understand them putting commercials on you. Like that makes complete sense, absolute sense. But you charge me ninety nine cents a month, I don't expect to see commercials. You charge me four ninety eight a month, I expect not to see commercials. You, you know, maybe you watch a movie, I can expect them to put some previews. You know what this. This this streaming station, what we're going to have next week, next month, you know, what movies are coming up, that's fine. And then no commercials. But you're paying money. There shouldn't be a, a commercial in between your TV show. Again, maybe the beginning, like not necessarily a commercial for product, but this is what's coming up live on Roku next week, next month, next year, whatever. Why yeah. charge me and then make me see the commercial? That is That aggravates me to no end. Yeah, and, and like, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna stop all the services where that you do have to see commercials. And they're they're adding like uh, a lot of commercial stuff. I'm hearing that they're gonna start doing. Then you have to pay to get rid of them, like more. But we're already paying. So, see, if I were president, you hear this, Mr. Trump? If you're listening, you know, you get me as vice president. This is a good idea. You make all of the streaming services offer several levels of streaming service starting with a free not a free trial but a free service you go on there and anything that they you know they don't have to put all their movies out there but they put all of their product out there with commercial because you're on there for free they got to pay for it somehow boom then you go to the next level let's say it's like the, the the copper level you pay five bucks a month you get no commercials and then you get movies that aren't available on the free end of it you know, like on-demand movies and stuff like that. No commercials on your TV shows. You get some free live content, which would you expect to have commercials? Okay, you can't get around that. And then free pay-per-view movies. Boom. Then the next level will be like, you know, bronze and copper, silver, gold, what have you, till you get to the level of, of 
you know, entertainment that you desire. But it shouldn't be pay service with commercials in, in between every TV show you watch. It's ridiculous. Yeah, That's it's crazy. Dog, Admiral. It's crazy. Some of the headlines I see, Speaker Mike Johnson, boom. Of course, everything that's happening is a false flag. I've even seen some idiot saying none of it's real. It's all fake. Give me a break. I'm so sick of some of this crap I have to see every day. Can, always can you like, see the puppy? Nuts. You see the doggy. That's the German Shepherd, right? Yeah. Can you see? He's a little dark. Can you see him? Uh, no. I can see his collar. Come here, buddy. Yeah, there he goes. There we go. Get a little light on the subject. Hey, buddy. <laughs> What's his name? So they can see you on the camera. <laughs> Say what? What's his name? Well, his main name is Admiral. I sometimes call him by the nickname Smog, S-M-O-G, which I stole from Beverly Hillbillies. It's a smog. We reckon it's a small dog, uh, although he's huge. Um, but his <laughs> name is Admiral Clem Cadiddlehopper. All right. <laughs> what the hell? You, you, have, you have to go back and look at Red Buttons. Um, Red Buttons character, Clem Cadiddlehopper from the vaudeville. He played and portrayed this character all throughout his movie and television career. Well, uh, who is it just, again? Who is it again? Clem Cadiddlehopper. I'm going to send it to you. And That's a real dude. It's a character that he made. Who's just a, a simple country bumpkin the name's up there on the private chat, so you can look at it. And if you look at any of the old videos of him, the, the, the look on the dog's face is identical to the look on Red Button's face as he plays the character. And he's got this floppy hair because the dog has one ear that flops over and one ear that stands up. And uh, Clem, as the character, also had a hat that was kind of floppy, kind of flat on yeah. one side and up on the other. Um, but I just was looking at this dog the whole time, like, I wanted to call him Admiral, so that was a good one. It's like, but it can't. I was like, it can't just be Admiral. He's got to have a proper first and last name. And just looking at him, I'm like, he just looks like Clem Cadiddlehopper. You just, you gotta you gotta compare. I'm trying to get a couple pictures of them side I by side. Face face. I saw. I looked up Red Skelton that picture. I saw a mm -hmm. picture of him. Yeah, he was what? a goofy fellow. Very funny dude. Yeah, I don't mind watching. I like watching some old stuff. I need to watch some of the Abbott and Costello, Frankenstein, stuff like that. That's fun to watch. Oh, God, those are good. You know, I've, I've also been watching, I wouldn't even say catching up, just seeing them again for the first time. The the Friar, um, the Friar uh, roasts, comedy, the Friar comedy roasts, and the Dean Martin roasts, which they basically, the Dean Martin roasts came off of the Friar, the Friar Club comedy roasts, which started that whole thing. And the first one they ever did was Johnny Carson. So I, I watched that, and I've watched a whole bunch of them. They're so funny and, and politically incorrect, mind you, but very funny. Yeah, and uh, oh yeah, that Goosebump series is pretty good. Yeah, we're probably gonna check that out. Um, Diane found that in what is that on Hulu? Yeah, it's on Hulu and Disney. It's okay, not yeah. bad. Everybody's like, it's better than I thought it'd be. It's got that kid Brandon something or other. He was the, he was the goofy kid from Galaxy Quest, who stars in it. Yeah. He he was also the main the teacher guy that's in it. There's a you got brown hair. Yeah, black hair. hair. 
Mm-hmm. And he's in a lot of movies, but he was in Barbarian. That's a pretty trippy movie. That's on HBO. He was in Jeepers Creepers too, as well. Not, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Not the second one, the first one. Watch a uh, Barbarian. That, that's crazy. That's on the Max, and it's uh, got that dude in it, and it's got Skarsgård in it, the It Clown guy. Stone Skarsgård. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, that is a crazy movie. Like. I don't even want to give it away. It's so crazy. It's basically about an Airbnb or something. And it's just nuts. You got It's definitely good for Halloween. But uh, I'm just going to say there's some mutant shit kind of going on in it. <laughs> mutants. It's not. I didn't like when I watched that. I had no idea what it like. Barbarian. What the hell are barbarians like Conan? But uh, it's a good watch. I would if I I would definitely watch it for this time of year if you've never seen it for sure. No, I haven't. I'll check it out. You said it's on Max. We I got that. So yeah, yeah, I believe it's still on there. Why does it seem like time's going by so slow? I don't know. It's like we're in a, a loop. Hopefully, there's not nukes dropped. They're saying Black Monday on the on the nukes are going to go off. They're saying we're already in World War Three because our U.S. troops are in Gaza. Is that true? Is that considered? Why is that considered World War Three? Uh, I would say if they move troops into Gaza, um, that's a that's a, that's an opening step. Um, they did. You know, and we, you know, if you notice after World War Two, we have troops in every country in in Europe, so that World War Two can never break out there again. Um, well, I mean, not that it can't, but it's it's more it's more deterred. Uh, and less likely to happen in Europe. Uh, if we're moving physical bodies on the ground, it's, this is going to escalate. If it hasn't already, you know, they're six hours ahead of us. So if it hasn't already escalated, it is going to very, very soon. They're saying they sent Marines in, right? That's what I'm seeing. Marines are the first to go in and they're the last to come out. If they send in Marines, that's it's serious. If they send in you know, advisors, and that weren't Marines, different story. But the, if this is actual troops, it's not It's not a good idea, not a good sight, not a good thing. Pentagon surging thousands of troops toward Israel. And I was already that's seeing some headlines saying they're in. They're there, but I don't know if See, that's in the mainstream media yet. So if you if you believe the hullabaloo that, that Israel missed this attack because of intelligence leaks or not until our intelligence uh gaps that they have in their t- that they didn't have the proper intelligence on it uh just think how good our intelligence is versus theirs and they're very good by the way as, as far as intelligence secrets go they're very very good as far as spying goes they're very good um but they're much smaller as a country so they don't have quite the same resources as we do uh but they're on our level so if we're moving stuff in we know something we, 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 may even, we may even know something that they didn't. We may even know something that we're not going to tell them. And we may know something that is really, really bad that we have already told them. So, yeah, who knows what's going on? Not, not good. Who knows what's going on that we don't know about? Well, somebody does because they're sending in the troops. Yeah, it seems like it's just going to escalate. What about this main shooter? What a dick. Didn't hear Walmart. about Walmart. You didn't. You didn't hear about that. No, there I've was, been. It was. I haven't been watching TV all day. I've been. I've been. Uh, this was the last. Few days. Other things. There was a main mass shooter who 
I think it's like 20 people, 60 injured, a Walmart, wow. a bar, a gym, and they didn't catch him. He's still at large. It's like one of the biggest historical mass shootings in a long-ass time. Or uh, That's what they're saying anyway. But it's crazy. Like hmm. 20 dead. He went to a Walmart, a gym, and a bar. Like And then disappeared. And vanished. I think he took a jet ski. He's supposedly mentally ill and has audio hallucinations. And uh, the main shooter, even Stephen King let out a release about saying that play Lewiston is 15 minutes from him. It happened in Lewiston. And it's all over. I'm surprised you haven't heard it. They even sent out like, well, you're in Pennsylvania now. But in Maine, they sent out like warnings on your phone in Maine. Well, yeah, I guess if you had a Maine exchange, you'd probably get that. But I, I don't. Weren't you in Maine? Weren't you? Didn't you move from I've never been to Maine, Maryland, but not Maine. Oh, where were you? Where were you before Maryland, Maine? I mean, Maryland, Maryland. It's all an illusion. Queen Maryland. It's hard for me in this world. It's really all is just BS illusion. And you're supposed to like do material slave jobs just to live here that are full of crap, usually ran mm -hmm. by full of crap people who rip you off in uh, various assortment of ways, and uh, everything just seems like a corrupt crap hole. So uh, that's uh, America. The American Whoa. dream. Yay. It's a joke. Did you see the uh, artificial intelligence juggalos meeting the Native Americans during instead of Columbus, I posted? No. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> I have sent it to it's you. On Facebook? Yeah, it's on my wall somewhere. <laughs> I haven't looked at Facebook it's, today too much. It's a few days back, but it's the Juggalos meeting Columbus. But I mean, except it's basically the natives meeting Juggalos instead of Columbus. Wow. But the Juggalos are nice and teach them how to grow Fago and different stuff. Fago like to drink? Yeah, that's what Juggalos like. They like Fago. I don't know why. Woo. Imagine just chilling at Walmart or going to the gym. Some jackhole just wants to kill you because he's an idiot. I call him Jihadi Cracker. Because basically yeah. he's per per perpetuating jihad by all the nutters in the Middle East that call for it. He's just doing their work pretty much. But he's a white Jihadi Cracker. So uh, that's him. <laughs> I hope he gets caught. Well, so, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the gun carry laws are in Maine, but one one state down in Vermont, it's um, open concealed carry, meaning anybody, not just state citizens, but visitors to the state, anybody who legally can own a gun in the state of Vermont can also legally conceal that weapon upon their person, anyhow they like. You do not have to carry open. So had you done that down in Vermont, this guy probably would have been shot and killed in the first place he went. That's what Stephen King was raising heck about, the gun laws and stuff, the, the crazy automatic stuff. Well, I mean, think about it. Think about it like this. The, the, the gun laws are the bet, the worst thing to happen as far as gun violence goes. Because in those states, particularly those states that are controlled by blue or Democratic uh, uh, politicians, 
particularly in the cities, if you look at the cities, if the city is run by a Republican politician, the city generally has lower crime rate, less shootings, and in some cases, no shootings, violent crimes in those cities that are governed by Republican politicians. Blue Democratic had tend to have higher uh, murder rates by gun, murder violent crimes by gun, and, and, and higher gun laws. Like Maryland, for example, has really strict gun laws. It's very hard to get a handgun. It takes I think it's a 180-day waiting period. You have to wait more than half of a year to pick up a handgun in the state of Maryland. Long gun, no big deal. You can go to any store, any gun store, Walmart, whatever, buy a shotgun, walk out the door that day, walk to another store, get ammo, boom, you can, you're on a killing spree. Not a big deal. You're almost any state's like that. But by restricting those laws and restricting the way people can carry those guns opens up the door everywhere else for violence. Because if you're not carrying a gun, whether it's concealed or open, criminals know where places are that people don't carry guns. They know the states. That's why those states have those high crime rates. They target those places. They don't, when you, when you see, when you see and read about a mass murder spree, it isn't happening in a police station. It isn't happening in a fire station. It's not happening in the police in the in the in the uh, airport. It's not happening in post office. It's not having any kind of government buildings where people might have guns. It's happening in places where they don't have guns. Schools, because it says right in front of the school, the school, no gun zone. Boom, instant target. Malls. Almost nobody brings guns into a mall. But if you're in a city or a area that's controlled by Republicans and you have lighter gun carry rules and you can carry open anywhere. You tend to find out when people are carrying guns, especially open carry guns, no <clears> violence <throat> happens because the, the shooter doesn't want to get shot at. <clears throat> he doesn't want to be a victim. Except for those yeah. few, you know, suicide by cop people that are out there. Uh, I just think they should be harder to get. Everybody's carrying a gun, less people are going to get shot. <clears throat> I think they should be harder to get if you're mentally deranged and have you like a record. Period. If you have a yeah. certain mental conditions, you should not be uh, so and, and Stephen those, King was saying that in other countries they don't have this. Is that true? I mean, why not? They don't? Why is it just here? Um, well, in England, you can't own a gun. Very few people now can there own guns. There was a Norway shooter. There was a Norway and own guns in, in England. There was a uh, Norway shooter, so I know that happened, but it just don't happen as often. It doesn't. Um it, 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 some countries, like I think it's it's either Switzerland or Sweden, don't remember which one, but it's one of those countries. In fact, all the countries in Europe, I believe, you have to do the army for two years. It's, it's part of your, you know, growing up. Uh, but Sweden or Switzerland, you go to the army for two years and they give you a rifle. And I don't know what kind of rifle it is. It might be an M16. It might be a Swedish-made gun. Who knows? But you are required by law to keep that. So that gun that they give you stays with you. They don't. When you put it back in the army, they don't give it to the next guy that's in your troop that goes out shooting. It goes to you, stays with you. You are re required to keep it clean, ready to go, uh, loaded, and and uh, in full functioning condition at all times. And that's even after you get out of the army. You are required to keep that gun that the army gave you and store it in your house. And again, keep it in functional condition. Keep it armed keep you know be ready to use it with bullets and <clears throat> because once you leave the army you are now part of the state militia this isn't a right this isn't a right this isn't a privilege this is a requirement you have to do this if they did that here 
I, we would have a lot less gun violence, a lot less um, mass murders in malls. And we might even have guys in our schools carrying guns to protect our children, which would make some sense if they are well-seasoned, mentally, <laughs> mentally, you know, sound and straight minded and thinking and uh, aren't prone to um, lacks of alcoholic abuse and violence. Well, but I also think there's a lot of weird levels with this kind of stuff. I think some people do it because they're mentally ill, but I think they're also not to go off the kooky end. I think there's targeted individuals, technology that can implant thoughts in people's heads from far away and program them. And they may find mentally ill people that are susceptible to that. And it could be a foreign nation. Hell, some people say it could be our own black ops or something weird. I don't know if I agree with that, but who's to say a foreign nation can't make an individual snap and like, you know, go rogue or whatever. There, there are some reports that there is some certain technologies that the U.S. and some other countries have that it doesn't require a chip in your brain, period. First well, of all, they can just have Robert Duncan on. Robert huh? Duncan's we had Robert Duncan on once as former uh, CIA made technology and they stole it from him to target and gang stock individuals and abuse individuals. And he, well, what I'm saying is they no, longer, whistleblower. they no longer require anything like that. Yeah. You know, they, might have, they might have needed a chip in your brain to control you in the past, but they have these devices now allegedly that they can tune to a certain frequency at your brain and turn yeah. your brain from happy thoughts to, you know, wanting to that. kill thoughts. Yeah, yeah, I believe it, and they can. And uh, I believe they're it, trying to control our emotions. Yeah, and but if that's true, then and it, and it doesn't work on everybody, but it works on certain, you know, on the the you know most people, certain intelligent uh, people. They say that doesn't work on certain education levels. Afterwards, you don't, you're immune to it, basically. Uh, but even so, if that device is is a real device and it's true, that that's kind of scary. Um, but they're also allegedly saying that uh, some of the alien uh, species uh, interested in our planet are also somehow able to control us mentally and have us do things for them. It's not necessarily an electronic device, but it's some type of telepathic uh, suggestive thinking that they force upon you. Uh, yeah. So there's that possibility. Um, and there's other, the other possibility, which has been probably the main truth, is that there's just a lot of people out there with a head full of bad wiring. You know, they're just mentally unstable to the point where they shouldn't not only should they not own guns, they shouldn't be permitted to be around guns. Like they shouldn't be able to go over to see Grandpa Henry's famous rifle collection. They shouldn't be able to go over to Uncle Joe's house of BB guns and go planking. They should not be allowed to be around violent weaponry, period, whether it's a sword or a gun. And uh, here's this. Dr. Robert Duncan, CIA, DARPA, openly admitted in writing to conducting experiments on psychological, psychological warfare by DARPA on Dr. Horton. Dr. Duncan appears to work with, it's just basically the whole history. As wait, Here's his book. He's been on the show a long time ago. His book is Project Soul Catcher, Secrets of Cyber and Cybernetic Warfare Revealed, CIA's Practice of Interrogation and Cybernetic Mind Control in Their Pursuit to Weaponize Neuropsychology, covers the art of biocommunication war. Human beings are complex machines, but their inner wor workings have been deciphered. Mind control and brainwashing. Basically, it's a dude that's made the tech and it's like a whistleblower. He's been on. Yeah. It's crazy. Hey, uh, give me a few minutes. I got the, the dog is indicating he needs to pee. So rather okay. than have a puddle in my office, 
We're going to take him out back for a few minutes. So I'll be gone maybe All five, right. ten minutes. All right. I'm going to sing a song. All right. Yeah, record it and we can put it on Facebook or something. Who's out there listening? No one? <laughs> Let us know. It's Friday night. What are you doing? You're probably not listening. You're probably doing stuff. People listen on the archive. Our Stephen Flowers got 250,000 hits on the SoundCloud. That was a really good show with Stephen Flowers, if you missed it. It's on the archive, uh, paranormalradionetwork.org. And uh, that was on Classic Monsters and his book, Gothic Meditations at Midnight. That whole book is really cool. That was like one of our uh, Halloween shows that was last Friday. And it's uh, got 262K hits, 420 likes. Well, that's right, 420, baby. That's what I'm talking about. That was uh, Stephen E. Flowers, Gothic Meditations at Midnight, Classic Horror Lit and Film. That book is like watching silent horror movies. Like every chapter is just really cool. Uh, Universal Monsters, Hammer. Uh, that was a trip. What's really a trip about Stephen Flowers is his Temple of Set connection. Leads back to Michael Aquino. He usually writes books about uh, Norse. Then he wrote a book about uh, Nazi uh, occult symbolism and weirdness. That's definitely not pro-Nazi. It's just the history of it and stuff like that. But uh, Michael Aquino and the Temple of Set is pretty fascinating. We have Don Webb on all the time. He's co-hosted with me and has affiliation with them. I'm not affiliated with them. When I interview them, I try to go into Geraldo Rivera mode. That's right. <laughs> I'm just messing around. But Geraldo Rivera seems like a, a jerk. But anyway, I guess my biggest problem lately is... All this right, left-wing crap. Like, I just don't like any of it. Labels and boxes. Oh, I'm a globalist. Oh, I'm a nationalist. Oh, I'm a blah, blah, blah. Who cares? We're all going to die. Who cares about your illusion? You're not going to take it with you. you. Think God or the universe cares if you're a right or a left or a globalist or a nationalist? Who gives a flying crap? Just so sick of it all. It's just disgusting. I know that Courtney Brown dude that worked at Emory University, a doctor, he did a book on uh, remote viewing that's pretty weird, like Cosmic Explorers. Uh, there's another one, too. I don't think I read the other one, but I have it somewhere. But anyway, that book's pretty weird. It's about remote viewing. He claims there's reptilian bases on the Earth, and this dude's like a doctor at Emory University. Like It's a weird book. But anyway, he says at some point in one of those books that polarizations have killed ancient galactic civilizations and brought them to ruin and death. Basically, the left and right wing energies of yin and yang or whatever the hell, you know what I'm talking about, up, down, left, right, just this point that I'm this and you're that, polarities have brought death and destruction to ancient civilizations in space. If you look at this world, this meager world of mortals, you have the civil war, up and down versus blah, blah, blah. There's complexities to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still a polarity war. 
You have all this crap that's happening right now. Primitive cavemen babble, hitting sticks, trying to make fire. Me tribe bigger than your tribe. Me left, you right. Me up, you down. This is stupid. I'm just sick of it. I have to see the crap all the time where I work. It's just people are idiots. Talking about the polarizations of left versus right and how Courtney Brown, the doctor from Emory University that wrote Cosmic Explorers, the remote viewing book, says these polarities have destroyed ancient space civilizations, destroyed them like the Civil War in our country, like the crap going on right now. Left versus right, me tribe, tribalism, mine, whatever's better than your, the sportsman crap. It brings ruin. It's destroyed ancient civilizations in space from an Emory doctor who does whatever the hell, Farsight Institute. I'm just saying, all this crap is an illusion. Do you think the universe gives a crap if you're a Republican or a Democrat after you're dead? Oh, there's Jimmy. He was a Republican. You're getting a front row seat in the carnival. Get chicken and a balloon. Just tired of all this shit. And it's killing us. We're about to die from it all. So I hope you enjoy your jerk-off sports team. <clears throat> I'm just tired of it. My sports team doesn't even exist anymore. Which one? I don't even know what you're talking about. What do you mean? Republicans? The, <laughs> the Washington Redskins no longer exist. However, I do not call the commanders the commanders. I call them the Redskins, uh, and I think it's I, I think it's politically incorrect to have made them change the name without consulting the Indian tribes, because as far as I know, the only people making any kind of comment on the Redskins' name were all white people. Yeah. It's not their it's not their dog to have a fight in. So, but apparently, the white white people had them get kind of nervous about the name, so they changed the name. And, it, and, and it upsets me. And I'm not, not and I'm a Native American, but I'm not an Indian Native American. But I would have consulted them. Uh, I, I would like to know how they feel about they're losing their representation in our sports authority. The the Indians, Cleveland Indians, changed their name to the Guardians. Kind of stupid, just like the Commanders. Had the commanders chosen the Warriors, that would have been fine. They wouldn't have had to change anything but one word in the fight song, and they could have kept two major icons. They could have kept the Indian head logo helmet sticker, and they on the other side of the helmet, they had a spearhead logo. They could have kept both of those vivid images represent our Native American brothers in our sports industries. But no, we got the Guardians, we got the Commanders. Oh the only God. ones left, I think, are the Braves. What are they wanting to name the Redskins? They they're called the Washington Commanders now. What? That sucks. It sucks, but it makes sense. Commander in Chief, DC, Washington, DC, the President of the United States, yada yada. But Warriors would have been better. Warriors was was uh, uh one yeah. of their, their old one of their former players, um Doc um I forget his name. Doc Brown, Doc. Anyway, that keeps he, he, some of the mystique of Redskins, like a native, a warrior. Washington that's what I'm commanders. saying. We've lost that representation in in two sports teams. We have Cleveland Cleveland Indians became Cleveland Guardians. Washington Redskins became Washington Commanders. 
You have the Cleveland, not Cleveland. You have the uh, Atlanta Braves still have their Indian theme logo, and, and I think that's it. No, I don't think there's, uh, the Florida Seminoles haven't changed their name. That's just all stupid. Well, it's, I mean, it's one. What was that when? What was that with natives boycotting? It? There were some natives that boycotted that Adam Sandler movie. Like, I don't. I mean, there must be some sensitive natives. It's an Adam Sandler movie. Like, I love natives more than anyone. Which one? But I, don't I know. supposedly I even have. I supposedly there was ridiculous six or ridiculous something on Netflix. I don't know. It was a long time ago. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I supposedly have Cherokee. I've seen pictures of my great grandmother, like a picture, and she looked like she just came off the res. So, mm -hmm. but if you look at my uh, DNA. Uh, which I'm trying to access it right now so I can read it. I always get lost. <laughs> like, where is my stupid thing at? There it is. I was going to read mine real quick. Here's mine. I'm going to read my DNA. God, they always want you to spend more money. I ain't got no money. I'm poor. Get the upgrade package for just $99,995. I already did more. the DNA. What else do I need? <laughs> I don't need anything else. I have zero cents. RNA? I don't know. What else is in there? My life is... I have like zero cents right now. Like, really <laughs> sad. But anyway, uh, Scotland, 24%. That's me. Wales, 21%. Ireland, 21%. What the hell? Somebody's jumping some fences. England and Northwestern Europe, 20%. Germanic Europe, 9%, Sweden and Denmark, 5%. So what the hell happened with mine? There's some Vikings doing some pillaging all over the place. Doing and some and there's no there's no percentage of fart box on there either. That's that's I know it should be one percent fart box. <laughs> but uh as far as uh my aunt told me, I'm her name. We go back to Grace Wallace, which was my dad's mother. We're related to William Wallace. Oh so cool. that's pretty cool. Freedom. William Wallace don't play. They messed up his wife. What did he do? He hunted them down at night, according to Braveheart. I don't know how accurate that was. I guess it was pretty accurate about Mel Gibson and everything. It's still cool. We fought with Wallace. My my tribe did. This oh. little thing was trying to get in the in the door. Every time look. I opened the door, he ran away. Look, little black key cat. You got a black key look. cat? Look, look. Yeah. Look. No, she's always look a brat when you pick her up. Look at your TV brother. Look at the kitty. Sister. Look at the kitty. Look over here. He doesn't recognize it. <laughs> Cut it out. Don't you even start. What are you doing? Apparently yesterday was, or maybe it was today. I don't remember. Uh, I think, though, uh, was National International Black Cat Day. So, yay for wow. black kitties. Is your cat always trying to bite you? <laughs> Like everything's playing. Uh, he likes to play do. fight a little bit, but not always. Yeah. He, he, so sometimes he does, but not always. He's pretty cool. I think mom wants to eat me. The cats will eat you. When well, you if die. it tastes good, you know. Cats will eat you when you die. Dogs won't. Mine's trying uh, to chew on me right now. You're trying to eat me. Quit being a brat. Yeah, today yeah. is today's National Black Cat Day. So yeah, who that's is? right. I'm sorry, but if you hurt a black cat because you're a nut, you're sick. You're if you hurt a cat, a dog yeah, for sure. 
You're sick. Durable. Completely Rabbit. deranged. <laughs> no doubt about it. Sick. But uh, this world, I don't understand it. This world needs an enema. And where is the Batman? That's pretty sad. We have to get our heroes from comic books. Come on, God. Do some mutations. What's up? Where's uh, you my know, Mexican? I don't know. How does the Bible read when you're, you know, 2,000 years ago when he first wrote it? Does, it? does it read like a comic book? We don't, I don't have the original, so I don't know. But it, you know, it's it's got some fantastic tales in it. I mean, the guy gets swallowed by a whale and then spit up on the beach days, weeks, months later. That, thing of, that never happens. When did that ever happen? Come on. There's, there's so many, you know, strange tales. I mean, think about the Bible. It's like one of those strange tales books, like Creepshow or any of those others. There's some weird, creepy happening stuff there in the Bible. There is some archaeological people, people coming back from the dead, people going down to hell and coming yeah, back up. There is some archaeological <laughs> evidence of some things. Like, I mean, uh, what about Ezekiel's will? That's who make that up unless you really saw it. That's crazy. Where, I mean, that's some weird well, stuff. There's some weird I'm stuff. I'm not saying it's all fictional, and, and but I bet a, a good bit of it is. But there are still really fantastical tales. I mean, a bush that catches on fire and talks to a dude. I mean, either you are chomping down on some of the best acid on the planet, or he just brushed by a, you know, a, a bush. <laughs> What is it? Is it there the, uh, is some discussion that there may have been some psychedelic use for some of that? Something, something has to explain that. I mean, you don't. I had a weird experience once, and of course, I don't go around trying to press any of my stuff. My stuff's confusion most of the time. My spiritual beliefs can go from Christianity to Norse Viking to shamanism to Necronomicon in a in a week. But anyway, <laughs> anyway. Uh, there was one time that there was some uh, psychedelics uh, at use, and I had been reading the Bible, and I had a very weird experience that was crazy. The sun turned into an angel and fell from the heavens. Oh, wow. And at that time, other kids would see curtains move and stuff like that. So there is something that's, I think, you know, there's weird stuff like Jordan Maxwell. You know, familiar with him? A lot of mushroom yeah. use. He's like an occult dude that died that's like a genius that's very well known that talks about a lot of like the how the heavens is and the astrological signs is symbolic of Christ walking through the heavens and the Scorpios, the kiss of Judas, like that whole thing set up like the walk of Christ. And I don't even know if he consider himself Christian, but he like studies all that stuff and uh, has connections with like Peter Moon and Montauk and all that weird stuff, all that kind of stuff. But uh, he died not too long ago. Thomas Horn died not uh, recently. That was a guy yeah. that's pretty. You heard of him, Doctor Thomas Horn? I think so. What did he? Was he famous for? Like a lot of uh, Christian, but Nephilim and like you know deep stuff like that, like Nephilim. He, he, and, he, he dived into the, the the deep weird stories in the Bible. Yeah. Yeah, he's like on uh, Steve Quayle kind of stuff, like his friend, and that's another personality. That's mm. you know. A, getting to giants and weird stuff i mean i think there's something the giants there's something i well, think I'm even gonna... i think even bigfoot there may be a connection with giants and that's the same thing and that maybe. feeling may even be the what we know as bigfoot today um there's no telling but like it, it, you know you said you, you're surprised that it seems like a comic book um or that we get our, our heroes from comic books nowadays but it seems like that they these are the comic books of the day it, 
just look at some of those old, old stories. I mean, even the Greek myths, you know, you got this guy who goes into hell, go, you know, Turkeys goes into hell to uh, figure what his mission was in hell. Uh, but he comes out being immortal and you know, th th these kind of things don't happen. You've got a guy who fights a dragon with, with seven heads and each time he chops off a head, two more show up. You know, these are fantastical stories for people written for people that honestly couldn't read. You know, a lot of these stories were, were, were oral traditions. Um, we have them now written down, but think about the, 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 just the scientific level of knowledge that the everyday person had back when these stories were being told by mouth and it hadn't been printed yet. The, the, Lord, yeah, the, Lord, is the, the Lord is returning. Protect yeah. Israel. Command thee to protect Israel. Have the Soylent Green pumpkin spice. It would be like you and me, Jeff, taking you know Doc Brown's DeLorean and going back even just to you know before printed word days where people did speak English. We just go back 150 years, 200 years, 300 years, and we place we we play them some uh, we show them some of our stories, our comic book stories. We show them our movies. We would be gods. We would become gods only just 200, 300 years ago. Yep. Just That's think about right. that. Everything's nuts. Hopefully we don't all die in a nuclear vapor and uh, we'll be here next Friday with Allison Jornland. She's on a shark tank tonight. She cool. does ghost tours. She's trying to get it franchised. So hopefully that goes well. I'm kind of curious how those guys react to that. I don't know. That's kind of worries me with that. But uh, those I've seen some of those episodes. They can be hard asses, but I haven't watched it in a long time. And a long time ago, I saw yeah. some of them. It, it was a good show. It had its, you know, fun. She's part on it tonight, so that's got to be nerve wracking for sure. But yeah. we'll talk about it next Friday, and talk about her ghost tours. That's awesome. That's what she does like for a living, and wants to bring it to every state. Milwaukee walking ghost tour. Yep. So that's really cool. And uh, we had her on a long time ago when, uh, <clears throat> uh, what's that guy's name? Lon something. Her were having problems. He was being a dick heel to her. But uh, I forget his name right now. Phantoms and Monsters guy. That's that guy that tried to demand me to apologize to Brett Butler, the lady from Grace Under Fire, when we oh. had, a, had a weird... Uh, Oh, I know what happened. I sent out a, a Hurricane Michael donation thing into that lady's email, and she was, like, really mean. Like, you know, I didn't understand that, but I said something to her about my fart box, and then Lon came to me and said, you need to apologize. The next thing you know, he's busted being mean to Allison. Weird, crazy, weird means. People are crazy, but anyway, that's what the fart box is for. <laughs> 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 the box of doom but uh anyway uh listen united public radio 107.7 fm new orleans hope everybody has a good weekend has a merry halloween tomorrow night is uh full moon so watch out for werewolves Yay. werewolves of london so everybody have a good weekend good night i'm really tired like i've been <laughs> sleeping going into hibernation but uh, anyway, thanks, Jay. Thanks to Wham. Thanks to our guest. He's at that cool uh, Florida horror convention. That sounds like a hoot. No, why aren't cool. you there? How far away is it? 
I ain't, dude. COVID's have. I mean, oh, never mind. I can't say that word. Having a resurgence, probably. Like they're letting the the viral the bacteria loose. I'm not gonna be <laughs> in any public buildings. <laughs> but anyway, uh, everybody have a good weekend. Good night. Yeah.